Welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast, the photo imaging industry's leading news source. Here's your host, Gary Peugeot. The Dead Pixel Society podcast is brought to you by Media Clip, Photo Finale, and Advertech Printing. Hello again and welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. Today, we're joined by Ginger Hartford, the Enterprise Account Manager of Artistry at The Michaels Company. Hi, Ginger. How are you today? Doing great. Good to be with you all. Thank you. Many of our uh, listeners and readers will be familiar with you because you've been in, in and out of the photo industry for a while in framing and custom decor, and you actually spoke at one of our events back in 2019. Thank you so much. And now you're with a company that is doing some really interesting things in the wall decor um, category and the uh, maker category. Can you talk a little bit about what the artistry segment does within Michaels? Sure, sure. Well, it's a, it's a great compliment to my background in the in the business of art and design and strategic partnerships. But artistry um, as the B two B division of the Michaels companies. We work on uh, strategic partnerships, really filling a service, full-scale fulfillment services, print, high-velocity framing and manufacturing. So um, it's it's a, an opportunity to leverage um, North Carolina, Texas, and Canada uh, footprint for manufacturing and fulfillment facilities. So we serve a number of, of partners in the photo space, the e-commerce space, uh, online aggregators. Uh, it's just, it's a really growing market to the trade, uh, different retailers that are, are looking to build out art programs, photo to product, print and framing programs too. Now you did mention manufacturing and that's something I wanted to touch on because you mentioned before we started that Michael's, in addition to being probably the largest craft retailer, among the largest craft retailers in North America. You're also a manufacturer. What kind of things do you make here in the United States? Well, it's it's interesting as relates to the photo and, and industry as well, because we manufacture molding. We manufacture and specialize in um, manufactured hardwoods and also MDF profiles that are really suitable for digital products and uh, in, for e-commerce providers or wall decor, very competitive but having a domestic solution in these times issues and supply chain issues right. uh, is a real, real advantage. So in- incredible design and manufacturing on the molding side here in the U.S. And that's you're vertically integrated, right? Are you, you're not mm-hmm. reselling those to other people. This is your own product, your own design, your own moldings, right? Yes. And and as applies for our, our partner programs, too. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk with you uh, specifically was about design trends that are happening in the photo wall decor space, because mm-hmm. that's something you've been intimately familiar with. What are some of the trends that are happening? Because from what we're seeing on our end, there was a big boom in 2020 with people, they were sitting home, they had not much to do, and they started printing a bunch of photo stuff. Mm-hmm. And they started redecorating their houses. And that kind of actually from what I've been hearing in the industry, it's, it kind of tailed off in 2021. People ran out of pictures, basically, or they ran out of, <laughs> ran out of their walls. So did you, or did the company experience a similar uh, trough and it's coming out or, or what do you think is happening in the wall decor space in general? Well, it's, it's interesting because I think it's a still, it's a growing category. It's just sure. diversifying. And uh, 
you know, Canvas is in photo to Canvas is, is so, so incredibly strong, but we're seeing more large format pieces. We're seeing more creative specialty mm-hmm. prints, if you will, treatments to the photographs. I mean, we live in a digital and, and a graphic design inspired world. Right. And there's so much creativity happening in creations that are now being transferred out uh, across photo to product as well. So on the wall decor side, we're also seeing a lot of acrylic, a lot of acrylic and wood-based substrates, which are, are perfect. In fact, um, recently the the Arts Awards happened, which was sort of the Oscars of the art and design right. and industry. I saw your posts on LinkedIn on those. One of the categories was wall decor. So you had your, your companies like Paragon and Itinerant Studio and Howard Elliott that had diversified wall decor and the company that design company that won the war, the award for wall decor was itinerant studio. And I believe that their focus on sustainability mm-hmm. on good products, photography, mm-hmm. large format drove quite an impression. And, and um, so they, they earned that, that arts award for wall decor. So that was, that was telling on the trend side. Well, I think one of the things that you've hit on, which is kind of interesting, is the sustainability piece, because mm-hmm. uh, especially with substrates like bamboo and things yes. like that, where you can still print in an environmentally responsible way. Mm-hmm. How do you think the industry should be conveying that message? Now, granted, an acrylic probably isn't the most environmentally sound uh, substrate on the planet. I don't know if that breaks down over time or not, but certainly a lot of the wood-based substrates um, are. Right. It's a great point. I, I think calling attention to it, the demographics and younger demographics, they um, mm. are really leaning into that and they, mm. they education and it's almost becoming a, a bit of a requirement, if you will. Sure. Like what are you doing as a vendor or supplier or mm-hmm. a um, that has some kind of um, sustainability or certification or just commitment to to higher standards and and sourcing uh, and reproduction. So I think to your question about what do we do to to shine a light on it a little bit more is just better positioning and uh, more of a highlight on the sourcing and the product and and why sustainable matters. Or that it's even happening. I think that's part right. of the, what's what's missing is the message that it's even happening. Mm-hmm. That you know, a lot of the labs that I talk to are you know reducing their carbon footprint. They're buying offsets. They're they've got their waste down to negligible mm-hmm. levels, if at all. And they're now getting into, you know, putting in solar power so they don't consume as much energy, uh, fossil fuel. So I think as an industry, there there could be more of that. Is this something Michael's corporately also champions? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sustainability is is a is a key, is key for us. Um, of course, we have a huge footprint, a huge retail footprint. Um, so uh, the one thing that impresses me about the organization is just their commitment to operations, commitment to process and, and people. And so, um, so that, that is very well regarded and thought through. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a little about wall decor, but the other piece of part of the year into is sort of the, the, the maker world, right? Mm-hmm. Now that's traditionally been more crafty. Right, if you will, and in my in my uninformed perspective of not being <laughs> a crafter, that it's primarily 
you know, fabric or fiber or textiles or things like that. Did, how is photo coming into that space? Well, I, it's really exciting, actually. It's, it's a really interesting time because when we think of the maker space, maker can be uh, very artisan, very handcrafted, very intentional with materials, whether it's, it's painting or fabrics or jewelry or anything. Mm-hmm. But, but that artisan approach is happening in digital and it's also happening in art. So recently I attended Art Basel, for example, in my mm-hmm. case, so an international art fair, hundreds of thousands of um, attendees looking at hundreds and hundreds of galleries and, and artists on preview. But the maker space is, you know, for photo, it's creativity is fueled, I think, by digital. So and, and in photo, we have we have more and more design tools to create. We have more and more platforms to present. And so when you find that maker that that there's an entrepreneurial spirit that's really, really supporting, yep. huge support for, yep. for artists and photographers. And I think that's translating as a business in the photo industry because you're seeing more platforms support mm-hmm. digital arts and product, photo to product. You're seeing more services feature artists and, and digital artists as well. Right. And so... You've got companies like WeTransfer and and really understanding that art and photography is that matters. And they're they're putting together platforms for artists and photographers like we present. And mm-hmm. so I think the photo industry is is has a boon happening with the mm-hmm. entrepreneurial and creative spirit happening right now. One more thing that is happening in the digital world is NFTs. Um, mm-hmm. that's something that again professing my ignorance, I just don't understand. I mean, I understand limited (laughs) editions. I understand physical products being sold, but an NFT, can you explain to someone who is new to this idea, why this is a interesting investment as an art opportunity? Well, it it is an interesting time and, and people sort of crashed the, uh, (laughs) the art market. (laughs) With uh, with his his uh, groundbreaking sale of of his uh, uh, first five thousand in his uh, his NFT, but but essentially it's 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 sort of moving forward. It's giving artists a digital platform to create experiences, and and art collectors are really responding. In fact, at Art Basel, there were a number of contemporary galleries that not only had traditional fine art or sculpture on display, but they had more experiential ways of, of exhibiting the mm-hmm. entities. And so being that it's a, you also have so many art platforms mm-hmm. beyond Christie's and your Sotheby's that are, uh, are really investing in ways to promote and to sell and to serve that market. I've worked with artists as well that have created their own first time and and started to um, sell and, and move towards platforms. So it's it's a whole new world digitally. But specifically, when someone says NFT, it means non-fungible token, means one of a kind, essentially. Right. What is, what, what is it or what could it be? Because it sounds to me like it could be almost anything that okay. can't be copied. Right. Well, it, it's, it's almost, it, I think of it as a digital experience. Okay. Collector, I'm buying a digital experience that's one of a kind that's been curated or created, and and the value is is there. What's interesting is 
I noted at Art Basel, a, a gallery was taking a subset of an NFT and doing a smaller curation and, and positioning it as a limited edition. Okay. So it's interesting how the, the art market follows the art and, and photo market um, with fine photography. They follow uh, it will move into the digital space too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like I said, I understand that piece. I'm just trying to figure out, okay, I mean, you're buying a chunk of data that right. will do something or right. show you something or sound like something or mm-hmm. what have you. And it's basically yours and no one else can have it. So that's kind of cool. Now, like in the photo space, Shutterfly has done their version of NFTs for the holidays. They tried to do an experiment mm-hmm. with it. I'm not sure the response was, but I, I think there is going to be some interest in photographers who have content like like uh, portrait photographers, people like that, who maybe mm-hmm. celebrity photographers, news photographers who can really, you know, who have desirable content who can who can go this way. So I think there's a future in it. I'm just be interesting to see if it's a fad or if it's a trend. And I, that's where I'm kind of struggling yeah. I think that it is here to stay. It's growing in awareness and traction, and um, it, it's it's not going anywhere. In fact, Christie's last year invested in in establishing an art and tech summit, where they really took an in depth look at NFTs and what was all the changing technologies and and what that was meaning for the art market mm-hmm. and collectors. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it does it, it does affect artists and photographers and Mm. businesses. So Shutterfly, that's very telling that they're leaning in to try to mine how best to create experiences for for that. Because I think it does definitely skew younger in the sense where Mm -hmm. younger folks tend to gravitate towards experiences. So I think it's definitely something that will appeal to that demographic. Yes, it was it was interesting. We um, I was part of a a seminar last year in Dallas where we talked about the future of art and design in today's digital world, mm-hmm. and um, some of it was talking about graphic design trends and and um, you know photo to product. But some of the questions that were asked were very specific about NFTs and digital and mm-hmm. you know what is the, what does that mean? How how mm-hmm. can uh, artists and photographers sell? How can they present? How can they really mine the opportunity? But it's so, also a licensing play, I will say. Mm-hmm. It's a great licensing play for partnerships, even in the photo to, to product and photo industry, because it's um, licensing is huge. So, much, so many right. properties uh, and iconic properties. It's, a, it's another way to present mm-hmm. uh, collectors and engagement. Now, does NFT, does that actually describe a technology or a process, or is it just sort of a catch-all term for this idea of it's a digital product that can't be replicated unless you you buy a code of some sort? I mean, I mean, is there a, like, Bitcoin has a certain technology base. Does NFT have that? Yes, yes. And there, you know, it's, it's just, um, you know, between the data and I mean, there's there's so many terms that are related, data and blockchain and cryptocurrency, and it does get confusing for some, but there's also a, a massive, massive community that's really focused in on, on this mm-hmm. and just 
you know, really understanding what the digital assets are and how to uh, build identification for that and how how they distinguished from from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're subject matter experts in 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 right. this space. I I'm not a subject matter expert in NFTs, but I'm really leaning in to to follow that. Um, mm. And and here's another thing on the experience side. You know, the museum community was really leading, really leading in experiential ways to take art to 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 the masses. And you had immersive exhibits. You had right. ways to engage with the Mona Lisa in in the Louvre. And those were partnerships that were happening between museums and digital agencies that, right. that could help build out experiences. And that's all. It's it's where art, design, and tech collide. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's that's very real for for the photo space because photo is digital. Mm-hmm. So we're we're prime. From your position, kind of being the uh, at the forefront of this, you've kind of have to look at you know what are the opportunities for. Michaels, who has a foot in the traditional space, actually the brick and mortar space, which is about as traditional as it gets, all the way up the digital to the digital world to doing, uh, you know, stores and uh, online e-commerce and everything else. So interesting spot for you to be in. Yes, yes. Well, I will say that uh, as an organization, Michaels isn't really focused in on NFTs right at this moment. Right. But Uh, but that's what I'm saying. You have to look at what's down the road. I mean, sometimes it does not always pay to be the first in line. What what the focus is for for industry and for the business is how to serve the the entrepreneurs, the um, major brands that Mm -hmm. uh, have have platforms, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's different different tools coming up, different platforms coming up. There's sure. more product, but there does seem to be a trend in more and more aggregators. Mm-hmm. Where you know you're you you have opportunities to serve different markets and grow different markets. And and I was thinking that you know today it's more it's more and more about partnerships. Sure, it's ever been before. Um, mm-hmm. Companies are and and are really not investing as much in in manufacturing. They're outsourcing. It's right. like, how can we partner to serve greater markets, faster turnaround, mm-hmm. um, and and high quality products? Right. So, so that presents opportunities uh, as well. Because I think that's one of the things that the digital world has kind of forced upon a lot of business, including those in the photo industry, mm-hmm. is figuring out what it, what is it that I'm really good at? Am right. I a good marketer? Am I a good customer service? Am I a good production facility? And if I'm not good at one of those three, I get rid of it or I, I outsource it. So I, I, mean, I mean, there's business in the photo industry right now who just do one piece of those things, right? They mm-hmm. do, you know, they, and they're, they can be very successful because they don't have to worry about being experts in production and marketing and customer service and everything else. Right. It's like with companies that acquire other companies, it's, it's about, <laughs> you know, the subject matter experts that have the, the deep, deep well of knowledge, um, and resources and infrastructure. And, you know, it's just, it's a partner network these days. So hopefully as we move through 2022 and we emerge from our cocoons, hopefully this year, are you optimistic about um, the coming year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think we've even, I don't even think we haven't scratched the surface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's, there's great activity happening in the the home furnishings industry um, and to the trade with the uh, the markets, mm-hmm. a lot of 
activity at High Points, Las Vegas market coming up, and we just just had Dallas market as as well. So it's great to see a lot of um, companies that serve industry, and then also digitally online through through major brands. It's exciting to see evolution, COVID, and and lifestyle and and social trends. It's it's made an impact. Mm-hmm. We do life differently. Yeah. And, a little better for that as well. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's made a lot of people reassess maybe some things and uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. So where can someone go online if they want to connect with you or learn more about what you do at Michael's? Well, we have artistry division. So, and we have, uh, so michaels.com and our B2B site. So Mm -hmm. we connect there and also through LinkedIn. As well. We have we have a team. Well, that sounds great. Well, thank you, Ginger, for your time and your expertise. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and hope to see you in person sometime in 2022. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to uh, connect people and uh, for the next event. That's for sure. Thanks so much, Gary. Thank you for listening to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. Read more great stories and sign up for the newsletter at www.thedeadpixelssociety.com.